Career can lower your educational debt about 66% and give you career-focused experience. In four years, you're going to graduate with marketable skills and then no more than $10,000 in loans or about one-third the average students. Believe. Belong. Be here. Ask your OU enrollment specialist about the CARE program today. Good evening and welcome to Central States Conference Camp Meeting, our virtual camp meeting where we are craving the heart of God. If this is your first time with us this evening, we say welcome and let you know that even though you've been missing out, it's not too late to join us for the party. For those of you who have been on every night, you know we've had nothing but blessings and the Lord has been blessing us every night this week with our speakers, our special music, and those who have been participating on the program. Don't forget about our virtual camp meeting for our children, our youth and young adults, and our Hispanic members as well. We have something for all of our Central States Conference family members this evening. Right now, I wanna welcome you and we are going to approach the throne of grace. Shall we pray? Father God, we just thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love, your grace, your power. The fact that you remember who we are, we are your children, that you do not forget about us. We just thank you for everything that we don't deserve, Lord, but you just bless us anyway. We even thank you for the trials that we're going through, Lord, because we know it only makes us stronger and to depend on you. And so as we approach your throne of grace this evening, we want to approach humbly, Lord, and bow lowly before you because we know that as we go through trials and tribulations and things that are going on in this world, our only help comes from you, no human, but from you, whoever you use to bless us, Lord, we know ultimately it comes from you. And so we say, thank you. Lord, for those who have heavy hearts this evening, we ask that you will just go by them and whisper and say, I love you, my child, look up, I'm here, I'm for you. Let your light shine on them. We're also asking for special prayer on the Central States Conference, Lord, as a whole administration, the leadership, the departmentals and everybody that makes up this Central States Com Conference family and our members as well. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless us. We thank you for blessing us financially, helping us to meet what we need to meet, Lord. And it isn't because of anything we're doing. No, it's because you're blessing us with the skills to take care of what belongs to you. So we thank our members for being faithful to you, not to us, but to you, because it blesses us as a whole. Lord, as we continue this evening, I ask that you would be with the speaker, Pastor Trevor Barnes. I know that you will give him a powerful message because you've done it for the rest that have come before him. Again, we thank you and we love you and we ask your special blessings on this evening. May all that is done be to your name's honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, at this time, we wanna bring on a very special young lady with a voice of an angel and our special music will be by Ms. Piaget Long from Kansas City, Missouri. You were the word 
to the beginning One with God the Lord most high Your hidden glory and creation Now revealed in you our Christ What a beautiful name it is What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus Christ my King What a beautiful name it is Nothing compares to this What a beautiful name it is The name of Jesus You didn't want heaven without us So Jesus you brought heaven down Oh, My sin was great, your love was greater so what could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus.
Central States. Good evening, Central States family. The Lord is good. Good to see all of you. I want us to take our thoughts to Luke chapter 19 and verse 9. When Zacchaeus said he will give half his money to the poor, and paid back fourfold that which he had stolen, Jesus did not tell him that is a great idea. Instead, he said, salvation has come to your house. Today, salvation has come to your house but contrast the same man with another man, the rich young ruler in verse 22. You know, when Jesus told him the same thing, the Bible says, when the young man heard this, he went away sad. Because you know what Jesus told him? Sell your possessions, give to the poor, and come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. There is a powerful relationship between our spiritual condition and our attitude and actions concerning money and possessions. I want to challenge you tonight that the only way you will know that truly you have begun following God and you have begun doing that which God requires of you is to be faithful in your giving. I want to ask you to now Go ahead and give. Remember, we can't do this ministry without you. And so there are four ways of giving. Number one, 
you can go to www.central-states.org. Click on how to give, then click online giving. Number two, go to adventistgiving.org or download the Adventist Giving app. Search for Central States Conference Church. And there you go. You will give. Number three, download the Central States Conference app. Click on giving and choose Central States Conference from the list. Number four, and this is the one that I love using. Download the cash app. Then give to dollar sign CSC. 3301. May the good Lord bless you as you begin to think seriously about where your possessions lie. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, tonight we are confronted with two individuals. Do we want to be told of you like you told Zacchaeus today? Salvation has come to your house just because he started giving. Or like the young rich ruler who will move away from your presence because you've told us to give. Teach us to give because that is the way of heaven. And giving give, gives life. Because you give, we have life and life eternal. Because we give, many are people, countless people, through all the world, receive salvation and life forevermore. We thank you because you've taught us to give. And so help us to be faithful. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hello, everybody. Once again, thank you for joining us for Camp Meeting 2020, uh, Craving the Heart of God. So we want to welcome again uh, the Central States Conference family, and then anybody who's visiting with us, all of our visiting guests. I have the distinct privilege right now of introducing our speaker for the evening, uh, Trevor Barnes, Pastor Trevor Barnes. Trevor, why don't you come on and, and let's just spend a few moments talking. Awesome. All right, man. How, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. <laughs> all right. You look like you're ready to go, my brother. <laughs> So, so Trevor, why don't you do this? Tell us a little bit uh, about your educational pursuits. All right. Um, well, uh, I went to an academy in uh, Oakland, California, uh, the former Golden Gate Academy. Um, after that, I was uh, going to uh, go to La Sierra University to work on a degree in computer information systems. But God just took me on a different path, ended up at Oakwood, uh, did a degree in theology uh, there, BA in theology. Um, then I went to Andrews University uh, where I got my master's in divinity. Uh, after that, I didn't have a call. So I, uh, praise God, got op opened up a door for chaplaincy. So I did uh, my first unit of clinical pastoral education at the teaching and counseling center at St. Luke's where I did urban uh, chaplaincy in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so that, that is, I've done some post, uh, you know, uh, master's work, but 
that's generally uh, the, the, the basic outline of my, my educational journey. Amen. So you are definitely well ready and, and equipped to go. And uh, you, you had a call, you just didn't get picked up right away. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, man, listen, look, you looking so sharp tonight. Are you single or are you married? If you're married, tell <laughs> me about your family, man. <laughs> I, I, I am married to the uh, lovely and wonderful uh, Jasmine, now Barnes, former Canson. And um, we have uh, two children. Um, there is Nia, my oldest. Uh, she is nine. And then uh, my son, Trevor the Third, uh, who's six. All right, all right. Well, you know, I know that uh, with all these things going on uh, in our world today, I know that you have been leading an initiative with your church uh, to kind of minister uh, in a way, in a unique way. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, because we are uh, in the middle of this COVID-19 crisis, uh, our, our church, um, decided that we wanted to do something for the essential workers, uh, those who could not stay home. And so that led us to uh, deliver water uh, to the Jennings Police Department, uh, which is what they were very appreciative of. They, they said they'd never had some uh, anyone just come in and just love on them. And so we did that for them. We also went to the uh, closest hospital to our church which is the Christian uh, Northeast Hospital, and uh, we delivered water to them. Uh, subsequently, when we delivered that water to them, they told us about a problem that they were having, and that is when individuals are released uh, from the hospital who have uh, COVID uh, symptoms and they have to quarantine, um, a lot of times their family is nervous to have them come home. And so uh, they are in need of uh, just basic supplies uh, so that they can actually shelter in place. And so uh, our church uh, gathered together along with uh, some, some, some others from the St. Louis area. Uh, they, 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 uh, we, we created care packages uh, for these individuals and dropped off just a, a ton of supplies uh, at Christian uh, Northeast Hospital for uh, the COVID-19 uh, uh, patients and uh, the Well, for our community. Man, that's a that's a great work uh, for you and your church family and all those who are participating uh, to be involved in because many times we do not remember those who have been released that still have to quarantine. And I never thought about what their families might feel like um, coming back around them. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Man, there's so much that we could talk about, but I don't want to take up all your time. I know you have a word from the Lord. And so uh, thank you for being our speaker tonight. Uh, pastor Trevor Borns is the senior pastor of the Northside Seventh-day Adventist Church in St. Louis, Missouri. And we are going to hear a powerful word from him right after we have our special music from, from Kevin Daniels, who lives in Colorado Springs, Springs, Colorado. So after we hear that special music, the next voice you will hear will be that of Pastor Trevor Borns. Hear ye the words of the Lord. Church, I don't know about you, but there are times in my life where all I want is Jesus. All I'm asking for is Jesus. In the morning, when 
Bless the Lord, on oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I just want to uh, just say, isn't that such an appropriate song? Give me Jesus. You can have this old world, this whole world, but just give me Jesus. I just want to uh, greet you in the name of my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. It is an honor and a privilege to have the opportunity to be with you all today and to share the word of God with you. I just want to thank uh, the Central States Conference Administration, uh, Elder Bernard and the rest of the team. I want to thank you all for the opportunity uh, to have the, one of the new kids on the block to share the word of God with you today. Uh, only thing is, uh, you all put me after all of these great preachers this week, so I put a lot of pressure on the preacher, but uh, I know God has a word for us tonight. With that being said, why don't we just go to the word of God at this time. Go with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter two. Matthew chapter two. And uh, <clears throat> then we're going to look at verse 1 and go through verse 12. Matthew chapter 2 and then verses 1 through 12. I almost said, uh, if you have your Bible, say amen. <laughs> I'm used to preaching in the church. Uh, it's a different uh, being virtual, but uh, uh, you can still type in amen if you have your Bibles. Matthew chapter 2, uh, verse 1, the word of God said to us, now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod, uh, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet in Micah 5 verse 2, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not the least amongst the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and also worship him. When they heard the king, they departed 
and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them <clears throat> till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. When they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down on their knees and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then finally, in verse 12, it says, then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another route. Uh, this uh, evening, I want to speak to you all on the subject. Tell me, have you seen it? Tell me, have you seen him? Let's go to God together in prayer. Heavenly Father, <clears throat> not another second, not another minute, not an hour, not even another day. Father, I need you now and I need you right away. Father, I need you to help me to be able to lift up Jesus Christ as the song was sung. We need Jesus. And so, Father, I pray that as this word is preached, Jesus would be lifted up. And as Jesus is lifted, Father, I do pray that all men and all women, boys and girls, would be drawn closer to Jesus Christ. Father, convict our hearts. Father, we pray that you would convert us and, Father, draw us nearer to you so that we will be ready when you come. We pray, Father, for all these things in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Saints of God, <clears throat> I am aware that this is a strange passage to preach at this time of the year. Uh, typically, we only hear of this story during the Christmas season. Yet, I believe that this passage is relevant to us, not only in December. I believe that it has a word for us today. You see, the, the theme of our camp meeting is craving the heart of God. And I must be honest with you that I can't think of another group of people that crave the heart of God. When they saw that star in the sky, when they saw that star, they, they immediately dropped everything because they were desperate for the heart of God. They were so desperate for the heart of God that they immediately packed their belongings and, and, and they did not know where they would go. They did not know where the star would lead them. Like Abraham, they left behind their family and their friends. They did not know how long the journey would take. They did not know where the journey would take them, but they were so desperate for the heart of God to be able to see the newborn king that it made no difference how far the journey would take them. It made no difference 
how long the journey would take them. They were so desperate for the heart of God that they set out immediately for their journey because they wanted to see the newborn king. But not only that, uh, 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 we are told that, that they saw the star in the sky and that they followed the star. And, 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 and this means that they had to travel by night. Uh, that's the only way to follow the star. And, 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 and we must understand that following the star or traveling by night is not like traveling today. Uh, because uh, in this time, as they traveled by night, they would be uh, 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 visible targets to bandits and uh, raiders and marauders who, who, who could take their life and take their things. Uh, that they, they were in danger to travel by night, but yet they were willing to travel through dangers, toils, and snares because they were craving the heart of God. They, they, they wanted to see this newborn king. And so it made no difference if they had to travel at the most inopportune time. It, it made no difference for them if they would face difficulty because they were craving the heart of God. They wanted to see the newborn king. Now, I don't know about you, but, but this journey of these wise men, it, it raises a question in my mind. It, it raises this question. It, it makes me wonder, are we willing to follow God? Are we as desperate for God as these wise men were? Uh, are we willing to follow the spirit wherever he would lead us, even if it would lead us into dangerous places? Are we willing to leave what we cannot keep uh, to gain what we cannot lose. I, I, I wonder tonight, are there some people who are willing to follow the example of these wise men and go wherever God would direct them to go? Well, these, these wise men, they follow the star and that star leads them to Jerusalem. And I can imagine as they enter Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the, the city of the great king, Jerusalem, the, the city of David, Jerusalem, the city that is set on a hill. I can imagine that as they get to Jerusalem, they are excited because they know that the star has led them to the city of Jerusalem and they are excited and they know that when they enter the city, their excitement is going to be combined with the excitement of the individuals that are in the city. And this combined excitement is going to leave a wonderful time. They can't wait to get in the city. When they get into the city, they are shocked because there are no celebrations. There are no parties that are going on. There are no parades that celebrate the birth of the newborn king. Uh, there are no streamers hanging from the, the walls, uh, uh, from the, the buildings and, and from homes to celebrate the birth of the newborn king. Uh, there are no street vendors who are selling newborn king t-shirts and, and newborn king hats. Uh, 
There are no, no, no vendors who are selling newborn king mugs and, and newborn king bags. Uh, that, that, that there are no newspapers with the latest reports and updates on the, 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 the weight of the new king and, and, and how big is his shoe size. There, there are no tweets uh, or hashtags that are trending on social media about this newborn king. As a matter of fact, nobody even knows that the king has been born. And to make matters worse, not only do they not know that the king has been born, the Bible tells us that everyone is troubled. Troubled. Now, now I could uh, uh, see if Herod was troubled. Uh, uh, but, but the Bible says that it was not only Herod that was troubled, but it was Herod and all of Jerusalem with him. All of them were troubled. I could understand if Herod was troubled. Herod uh, 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 was, was actually not... on the throne because Russia, I mean, I mean, I mean, Caesar, 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 help me out. Caesar uh, helped him. I, I want you to know that he was an illegitimate king. He, he didn't get into office in a fair way. It was Caesar who helped him get into the office. I, I hope I got some church folk talking to me today. Yeah, yeah, Caesar put him into the office. And, and so he did not get in in a legitimate way. Uh, actually, he was an Edomite. And, and because he was an Edomite, he knew that he did not have a legitimate case to be on the throne. And, and because of that, I, I know that it makes sense that Herod would be troubled to hear that there is a new king. But the thing that bothers me in the passage is that the passage doesn't just say that Herod's troubled. It says that all of Jerusalem is troubled with him. Now, 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 now this blows my mind because we must remember who's in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem are some good tithing. Mm -hmm. Uh, health reform, uh-huh, uh, 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 Sabbath-keeping, Adventists. Oh, y'all not with me today. <laughs> I, I said there are some tithing, health-reforming, Seventh-day-keeping Adventists. And yes, they are Adventists because they were looking for the first coming of the Messiah. Can I put it this way? There were some good Adventists who were troubled at the coming of the newborn king. I don't know about you today, but, but, but it just blows my mind that at the coming of the first king, there are, are, are some good Seventh-day Adventists who are troubled at the birth of the newborn king. I, I, I don't know about you, but that just rubs me the wrong way that there are some Adventists who are troubled, who are not ready at the birth of the newborn king, there's something that's going on that's wrong here. And I want to say today that we must discover, we must find out what went wrong. How is it that these good old seven-day Adventists are ready at the coming of the Messiah? I tell you that we must discover the reason why. Why? Because if we can't figure out what's going on with these Adventists, who missed the coming of the first coming of Jesus, then we risk missing the second coming of Jesus. And I want to let you know that when
he comes the second time, it's too late. So we need to find out what's going on. What is it that uh, caused these good old Seventh-day Adventists to miss the coming of Jesus? Well, 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 well maybe the issue was that these, these, these good old Seventh-day Adventists, that, that, that they, 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 they weren't uh, really familiar with their Bible. Uh, maybe that was the issue is that they really didn't know scripture. They weren't delving into the word of God. But, but, but that is not the issue uh, because the Bible tells us that Herod called uh, uh, the, 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 the Society of Adventist Theologians. <laughs> and, and when they called the Society of Adventist Theologians, they all got in the room and Herod simply asked them a question. He said, tell me where the Messiah is to be born. And, and lo and behold, they are able to tell him the verse, the chapter, and the book, the verse, the chapter, where uh, the Messiah would be born. It's not that they don't know the prophecy. They know the prophecy. They know everything that's in the book. And that tells us something today. That tells us that, 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 that it's, it's not enough to know the dates and the times and the seasons. Uh, that, that there are some, so some good folk who believe that all they need to know is the, the, the 2,300 days and, and the 1,260 days. And, and there are some super spiritual who can even break down the 1,335 days. But, but I wanna let you know that having those right dates and right information is not enough because they had the information right. They can point to the book, the chapter and the verse and yet they still were not ready when the Messiah came. You see, there is an issue with us. There is an issue with us that, 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 that we somehow believe that that information is enough. And, and we can see it when we consider the, the, the names, just the names of some of our media ministries. For example, it is written. Amazing facts, truth for today, secrets unsealed. And I'm not saying that these media ministries are not doing good work and good ministry. But what I'm saying is that there is an emphasis on knowledge and not on the heart. When you are just about facts, let me tell you that that does not mean that you have a relationship with Jesus. They had all the facts. And they still were not ready at the coming of the king. See, 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 I believe that we make a fatal mistake. We made a fatal mistake. We believe that just because we have the right information, that we know the right day and, and we know some right things about prophecy, we assume that we're ready for the coming of the king. But I want to let you know that you can have all the information but if you don't have a right relationship with Jesus, you're not going to be ready when the king comes. Uh, recently, recently, I began some Bible studies with, with, with my kids. We're, we're doing this, uh, this, this Bible study that is called My Place with Jesus. And, and, and here's the cool thing about the Bible study. Uh, we do it for, for worship in the mornings now during the summer. And, 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 and what happens is that these Bible studies, you have to find the verse. And then after you find the verse, you have to fill in the missing word in the verse. And, and I noticed that, that, that as I was with my kids a couple of days ago, 
I noticed that what was happening was that my, my kids began to compete with each other. Uh, they would compete to see who could uh, find the verse the fastest. And after they would do that, they would compete to see who could write the verse in the fastest. And then I began to sit there and say, wait a second, this is not the purpose of this. The purpose of it is not to see who can fill in the right answer first. And it dawned on me that sometimes we think that just because a person filled out the right answer in 28 Bible study guides, that they have a right relationship with Jesus. But just because people have filled out things in a Bible study guide, that does not mean they're walking with them, talking with them. And he's telling them that I am his own. We have to uh, go beyond information and go into a relationship with Jesus. And I want you to know today that this is what this story teaches us. It tells us that we've got to go beyond the surface and go into right relationship with God. But, but there's a second reason why they rejected the message, uh, that, that, that they, they, they were, or why they missed the coming of the Messiah. The, the, the second reason that they missed the coming of the Messiah is because they rejected the message because they did not like the messenger. Oh my. They rejected the message because they did not like the messenger. Remember, remember, these are Gentiles. Oh, come on now. <laughs> these are pagans. These are heathens from a foreign land. And surely, surely, if God was going to send the Messiah, surely he would not come through pagan magi. You know, magi is from the book of Daniel with those magicians, astrologers, and soothsayers, the magi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God chose to use the magi. And, and I want us to understand that it was because of their prejudice to believe that God could only use them that they rejected the message because they did not like the messenger that God chose. And I want you to know that this wasn't the first instance I, I, I want us to understand that this is the second time that God is trying to reach out to his people. This is the second time that God is trying to use means and methods to get his people to worship his son. Remember, there were shepherds that were in the field one night tending their flocks. And all of a sudden there were, 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 were lights in the sky and those lights were angels. And, and those angels began to sing glory to God in the highest peace on earth and goodwill towards men. For, for in the city of David, unto you is born a savior, which is Christ the Lord. The, 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 the shepherds, they, they, they heard about the coming of the savior. He's the first one. They are the first ones that God used. And, and they ran down to the city of David. They left their sheep and ran down to the city of David. And when they get the, got there, they fell to their knees and they worshiped Jesus. But the Bible tells us, notice this. In Luke, the Bible tells us that what the shepherds saw was noised about. You know what that means? That means they told everybody. And yet they did not believe. Because it came from shepherds, common folk, ordinary people, plain old shepherds. 
And because it did not come from the people they wanted the message to come from, they rejected the message because they did not like the messenger. Check this out. The, the, the distance between Jerusalem and Bethlehem is only 4.3 miles. They didn't even send somebody to investigate if what was said was true. It's only four miles. And they wouldn't even take the trip because they were disgusted. Sometimes we can reject the, the message because we don't like the messenger. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, we may reject the message because we don't like the messenger because the, the, the messenger might be a woman and not a man. The, the, the messenger might be from uh, uh, another school besides Oakwood. Uh, the messenger might be uh, 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 from the, 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 the West Coast and not the East Coast. The messenger might be from the Midwest. The messenger might be poor. The messenger may not be somebody we wanted to be. But let me just tell you today that God has shown it before. He shows it in this text and he'll show it again that God can choose to use whomever he wants to use. God can use a donkey if God wants to use a donkey. God can use magi if he wants to use magi. He can use shepherds if he wants to use shepherds. That God can use whomever he wants to use. And who are we? Who he has chosen to use. God is sovereign and he can use whom he wants to use. But, 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 but there is another reason why they reject what these magi are saying. They, they, they reject what these magi are saying because for them, they've already got a king. Remember, Herod is on the throne. And, and, and I want to tell you today that they've already got a king. Uh, that, that's the very reason why uh, uh, Herod and the Bible says all of Jerusalem, uh, re reminding you that it's not the entire nation, but it's all of Jerusalem. They experience the same physiological, psychological, and emotional pain all of them are troubled. Herod and Jerusalem is troubled because Jerusalem is the political, the social, and economical, economic capital of the nation. And, and, and because they have become so intertwined with Herod, because they've become so intertwined with the state, because they've become so intertwined with Herod, they have the same reaction that Herod has. They are not looking for a king because they've already got a king. Now I want to tell you today that one of the issues in America is that evangelical Christianity already has a king. You know the church has a king when it supports protesters being attacked by police officers and the National Guard so that their king can pose with a Bible in his hands. You know the nation has a king. Uh, when, 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 when they are ready to treat the, the poor and the needy with contempt because they just want to get conservative judges. 
you know that the church has a king when they remain silent about the brutalization of black bodies and even twist scripture to justify oppression. You know that the church already has a king when they applaud someone who steals elections and is trying to do it again and won't do anything to separate from them. They already have a king. And when you already have a king, there's no need for a newborn king. And so today we gotta be very careful. We gotta be careful about who our king is and what our king is. We've gotta make sure that we don't put anything above the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I wanna tell you today, it's not enough to just look at the religious right. We've got to ask ourselves today, do I have anything in my life that is a king in the place of Jesus? Is money my king? Is power my king? Is education my king? Is, is my wit my king? Is fashion my king? Whatever it is that is your king, it needs to be replaced with the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords, the only rightful one who deserves the throne of your heart is the man named Jesus. He is the true king. Wow, wow, wow. There were some who were not ready for the coming of the new king. I want to let you know that there is some good news because there are some folk who were ready for the coming of the new king. There, there were some individuals who were so sold out for the coming of the new king that they were craving the heart of God. And, and, and there are a few things that we find out about those who are craving the heart of God because I don't know about you, but I wanna be with those wise men who are craving the heart of God following the spirit wherever he would go. We find out a few things. First thing we find out about those who are ready for the newborn king is that they know who their king is. Follow me. Remember, they go before Herod. And when the wise men go before Herod, Herod, when they go before Herod, notice the question that they ask. The question that they ask is, where is the newborn king? Oh, y'all not with me today. They asked Herod, who is the king on the throne? Where is the king? In other words, they know who their king is. And today, the simple question is, do you know who your king is? In other words, these wise men had the eyes of faith. Woo. They did not simply look at what they saw. They looked beyond what they saw. Yes, Herod was on the throne, but they recognized that even though Herod was not was on the throne, Herod was not the real king. And I want to know today that, that no matter who's on the throne today, it makes no difference who's on the throne. There's only one true king today. I want to let you know that Herod might have secret service protecting him, but there's only one true king. Herod might have Air Force One, but there's only one true king. Herod might live in the White House, but there's only one true king. Herod can sign executive orders, 
but there's only one true king. I want you to know that Harry can give the State of the Union address, but there's only one true king. Herod might live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, but there's only one true king. He dwells in glory, sitting on the right hand of the Father with all principalities and powers and rulers that are subjected unto him. He has all authority. And like we found out last night, with this one true king, uh, every knee, Pastor McKelvey, McCautry, shall bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord because he's the one true king. You see, they had the eyes of faith to be able to see that, that Herod was in fine robes, but the one true king was wrapped in swaddling cloths, <laughs> lying in a manger, that, that they had eyes to see that, 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 that he had no, 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 no fancy robes. He, he had no uh, palace. He was in a, a cave, yet he was the true king. He was sleeping with animals, but he was the true king. He was living in poverty, but he was the real king. And today, my brothers and sisters, with all that's going on in our world today, we can become disheartened and we can become discouraged and we can become despondent. But I, what I want you to do today is look with the eyes of faith to remember that no matter what's going on in this world, there is one true king. Somebody ought to say amen. But the next thing, next thing, next thing that we discover in this passage is that those who are seeking the heart of God, they're willing to bring a sacrifice. Now, now I, I know this is not popular. We, we live in a day of an easygoing religion where it's thought that Jesus is only to bear the cross alone. But, but I want you to know that, that all true worship requires a sacrifice. You remember the story of David when there was a plague that was in the nation. Uh, David uh, wanted to give a sacrifice to, 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 to stop the plague. And there was somebody who offered his field. And, and David said, no, 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 no. I, 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 I'm not just going to simply take the field because what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to purchase the field because I'm not going to worship with, 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 without paying something. It's, it's going to cost. And I want you to know today that if we are going to be willing to, to, to follow the lamb, if, if, if we are going to crave the heart of God and be like these wise men, it's going to require us, my brothers and sisters, to have sacrifice. You, you see, the wise men, they, 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 they gave a sacrifice, a sacrifice of, of gold, of frankincense, and myrrh, that they were willing to give the sacrifice. And I want you to notice that it was willing. If you study the text, the Bible actually says on three separate occasions that they were glad that they were overjoyed, that they were filled with joy because they were glad to, 
just be able to give something to the king. They knew that it was an honor to give something to the king. And for the king to accept their gift is nothing but an honor. Saints of God, today, sometimes we get so caught up that, that we don't realize that the, the blessing it is for, for, for us to give. Uh, sometimes the preachers kind of twist our arm to give, and, and sometimes we've got to be cajoled to give. But these wise men were willing to give because they recognized the one who they were giving to. Uh, they recognized the one that they were giving to uh, was the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And so because of that, they were willing to give a sacrifice. You know, in my office, I, I've, I've got uh, this, this picture that's in my office. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a picture that, that, that has some scribbles on it. Uh, it, it has some scribbles on it that are actually outside of the lines. Uh, and and, and, and the, the, the color that was chosen for this picture is not the color that would reflect an elephant, but, but, but it's the color that was chosen. And, and the truth is, if, if an art critic saw this painting, they, they would not consider it a masterpiece. But, but in my eyes, that painting is beyond the beauty of a Picasso painting because this, this picture is a, a picture that my son drew to simply say, Daddy, I love you. And so it's a, it's a picture that I promote. It's a picture that I laud because it was made by my son. It's a gift that was given uh, uh, from him to me. And I want you to know today that all we do uh, when we give back to God is we simply give him a gift. Uh, it might not be really expensive. It might not be something that other people would love, but I want you to know today that our Heavenly Father holds up our gifts. And he said, that's my boy. That's my daughter. That's my son. Thank you for the gift. It may not look pretty to others. It may not look expensive to others, I might not have as much to give as somebody else, but my dad loves my gifts and he loves a cheerful giver. Oh yes, but the last thing, the last thing that we see in this passage is that those who are after the heart of God, those who are after the heart of God, they wanna worship. You see, the, these wise men knew why they were taking their journey uh, and that's why when they came before uh, Herod, they simply said, where is the newborn king? Um, we need you to uh, let us know because we have come to worship him. And saints of God today, those who are chasing after the heart of God, their soul desire, their heart's desire is simply to worship God with all of their heart with all of their soul and with all their might, they simply want to fall down to their knees and recognize that they are in the presence of the divine and they wanna take the shoes off their feet because they recognize that they are on holy ground. They are in the presence of the divine. They are chasing after the, the, the heart of God and, 
and make it into the presence of God. And it's an overwhelming thing to know that the one who sits high is willing to look low and you just want to worship him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. And, and to know to know that God knows everything about you, to know that he knows all the wrong that you've ever done. He knows all the dirt that you've done. He knows all the skeletons that are buried in the closet, but it goes a little deeper because he even knows the, the thoughts that you thought. Huh? He, he knows what you thought. He knows the things that you were afraid to do, but you thought to do. And even though he knows everything about you, this great God still loves you. Oh my God, today, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you love your people. Thank you that you died on the cross just for us. Are there 10 people today who are just willing to say, thank you, Jesus, that you love me in spite of myself. Thank you, Jesus, that you love me even though I have done wrong. Thank you, Jesus, that you've redeemed me. I just want to worship you. This is what it means to chase the heart of God, to worship heaven's hero, to worship humanity's only hope. This is what the wise men did. They chased after the heart of God. And I want to let you know today that if we are going to be ready for the second coming, as these wise men were ready for the first coming, then we also need to recognize who our king is. We need to recognize that nothing else can come before him. He must be the, the king of all kings in our life. He must come before anything else. And it's up to us to critically examine ourselves and be honest to say, God, is there anything above you? Because I want nothing else above you. I want you, God, to be Lord of my life. Next thing is, we've got to be willing to sacrifice. And I understand that sacrifice goes beyond money. I understand that it goes to, to time and to talents and to your treasure. It, it does encompass more. But for most of us, where the rubber meets the road is when it comes to our treasure. Matter of fact, I say this, that, that, that the truth is, in our world today, what Christendom needs is a revival of those who are willing to use their time, their talent, and their treasure for the kingdom of God. It's time to get off the sidelines and use your time, your talent, and your treasure to be able to let this gospel go forth into the world, to let people know about the one who your heart craves for. And if your heart's not there, you need to ask God to help you search all your ways and to know your thoughts and to see if there's any wicked way within you. And then finally, those who are after the heart of God, they worship, they worship, they worship, they worship. 
and, and, and it's not just an event. Worship becomes a lifestyle. It becomes them presenting their bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God today. Are there some people who are saying, I want to be wise and I want to be ready. I don't want to be like Jerusalem to miss out on the coming of the Messiah. I want to be ready when he comes. If that's you, there's a number that uh, is going to be put on the screen. And, and, and that number that's put on the screen, I, I want you to reach out and to, to simply send a text message because we have people who are ready to answer your text wherever you are across this world we have people who are ready to answer your text message and to lead you into a deeper relationship with jesus christ and so won't you just text 913-214-2281 i'm gonna say that again 913 214-2281. Send in a text message. Uh, uh, there are people who are ready to pray for you. There are people who are ready to encourage you on your journey as you are craving the heart of God. Today, I just want to pray for you as we prepare to close. And as I'm praying, if the Spirit is moving on your heart, send that text again to 913. 214-2281 to say, I'm craving the heart of God. Let's go to God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to be wise. In the book of Daniel, you told us that the, the wise would understand. And so, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would be counted as those who are wise and those who are ready when you come. I pray, Father, that we would crave you even more and more in our lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're praying that anything that's in the way, any king that's in our life, whether it be time, talent, treasure, culture, whatever it might be, that gets in the way of the gospel message being received on the fertile soil of our hearts, Father. We do pray this evening in the name of Jesus that those chains would be broken so that only you are established on the heart of your people. Father, we pray today that, that, that you would uh, plant this word that we've heard in our hearts and, and father we pray that all the word that we've heard throughout the week father we've been building and father throughout tomorrow and then sabbath morning lord we're praying that all of your people father uh, uh, all of your people would would, would would just go to a higher level with you we pray father for this because we trust you and we love you and we are seeking and searching after you. We want nothing else but Jesus. Let him be exalted in our lives. We do pray these things in the mighty and the majestic name of the King of all kings and Lord of all lords. In the name of Jesus the Christ, 
We do pray. Let everyone say amen. Good evening, everyone. I just have to say hallelujah, praise the Lord. Pastor Barnes brought a word. The tradition continues. Cam meeting has been on point. If you haven't gotten all the messages, you can go back and look at them. Uh, we, that's the good thing about recording things. You can go back and watch it as much as you want. But Pastor Barnes, we thank you for the message that you brought this evening. We ask that God will bless you and your family. And as Pastor Barnes said, if you would like for someone to pray for you, reach out to you. You can text the number 913-214-2281. Text to that number and someone will reach out to you um, and pray for you or guide you um, if you need some direction. Um, but we ask that you'll reach out for that help if you need it. Also, if you're online or you can't get online and you want to watch the services, we do have a call-in number. 425-436-6344. That's 425-436-6244. I'm sorry. Access code 214-549. Um, again, 425-436-6344. Access code 214-549. Um, as we continue with the camp meeting, virtual camp meeting this week, we want to remind you that we still have two more days of powerful preaching and messages for you. So we don't want you to be left out of, and, and to forget about it. Tomorrow we have Pastor Lola Moore Johnston, who will be our speaker for the adult service tomorrow evening. Pastor Michael Polite will speak for our youth. Same time, same station. Pastor Benjamin Caballo will continue to speak to our Hispanic family members. And don't forget Vacation Bible School. Now, um, I just wanna make a point here. Vacation Bible School did not end today. Vacation Bible School goes tomorrow night and Sabbath as well. So we invite you to join either one of the programs, watch one tomorrow and come back and watch them again. We hope you had a wonderful, even don't forget about the social justice um, platform that will happen Sabbath at 4 p.m. on the live stream. And so we invite you to that as well. At this time, we will close out our service. Let's bow our heads. Father God in heaven, we thank you for many blessings. We thank you for your word. Lord, we know that the devil is busy, but we're not giving him any credit. Your word is going out to your people. The truth is being spoken and the devil is a liar and there is no power in him, no truth in him. Lord, you have all the power and we thank you, Lord. And we ask that you will go with our members this evening as they um, go out the rest of the night Bless and keep them. Remember to bring them safely back to us again so that we may continue to worship you tomorrow evening on your Sabbath. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a good evening. Now that we're here, here in your presence, humbly we bow. Speak to us now. Now that we're here, here in your presence, we're waiting to hear from you. Now that we're here, here in your presence, humbly we bow, speak to us now. Now that we're here, here 
Let your voice be heard. 